Hello, everyone. Um, welcome to a brand new episode um, on the podcast. Um, today, I am joined with um, Patricia, and we're going to be speaking about crimes. And it's going to be good to hear Patricia, Patricia's journey um, about crimes. Um, and, and before we we, we speak, we, we we're speaking for a little bit. Um, she watches the podcast or listens to it, so. That's that. That's nice. Um, of um, of of you to do that. So, <laughs> um, so Patricia, if you wouldn't mind, just do a little introduction of yourself. Okay. Well, my name is Patricia Norzeron. Um, I am a Crohn's patient. Um, I will like to say I had Crohn's a long time ago, but um, I was officially diagnosed when I was in my teenage years. I was twelve years old. Um, getting that first diagnosis was, it's a big story behind it, but, um, I currently live life with an ostomy, um, permanent ileostomy now, and I go to school. I'm a college student. I live in Florida. Um, what else could I say about myself? Um, I'm more so like open to meeting new people with Crohn's on the internet. And I really enjoy what you're doing mason with the podcast and just you know advocating towards people with Crohn's disease thank you um it's very it's very good fun it's very good fun meeting all different people um because there's like 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 we said before there's so many people out there now that have Crohn's Um, and hopefully hopefully it gets better like like with uh, like the future so maybe in 20 years time we have maybe even more people it's like a known yeah. thing and we'll talk about um but yeah um i'm glad that you're here and that you get to share your journey um and it's gonna be really fun um so you don't know that was it 12 that you said yes 12 um, well um so i know with getting diagnosed what do you if you can remember, like, what was the main cause of getting, what was, do you think, the problem for, to get diagnosed? Okay, so when I was born, I was born without an anus. It's, like, a very important part of your body that you need to, you know, use the bathroom and poop. So, um, I had got, I had a colostomy bag, and I had gotten reversed at six years old, and with that, having my colostomy bag, I didn't know how to use the bathroom. And so I was like, you know, I missed the stage of potty training and just going to the bathroom as a kid. And moving forward, um, I started like getting like pain. Like it was really bad. And um, we didn't know what it was because our solution to having the reversal surgery was to get better, you know, live life again, you know. And it wasn't until my stepmother and my dad got married and my stepmother has a background in, you know, nursing and all this medical stuff. And she kept saying, this is not right. Like, you know, certain things. And I started feeling symptoms, but I didn't understand what it was. I was gaining weight, losing weight. And it was just like, it was nothing was working. I was feeling pain whenever I was eating. Um, I couldn't you know, move the way I wanted to. I was severely constipated, which was a big, like, thing that 
really like stark defined like I needed to go to the doctor and when I went to the doctor um before I went to the doctor I was I went to this clinic thing uh, where I needed a physical for like middle school and the doctor touched my stomach because I had a big hernia at the time and I didn't know about it and he said you need to go see a GI doctor right now and when I went to see the GI doctor, she was like, oh, you need to run some tests and stuff like that. And when I ran, when they did the test and I came back for an initial um, appointment and she told me about Crohn's disease. It said I had Crohn's disease and was telling me like what the next step was. And as like, you know, for me and my parents, we didn't speak English as like, you know, first language. And it was just me that was speaking like, English we didn't know what it was it was hard to understand it from um Haitian Creole language um that we spoke and it was it was hard because you don't know what it is in either your home language and in English language like it's hard to comprehend the health literacy that goes behind it and what to do and you know it was really hard um at first it was it was it was like oh you know it's whatever. One day I feel good. One day I, I'm, I'm going to be better the next day. Like, I don't feel good today. I'm going to be okay the next day. And it just progressed to being worse. Yeah. That's, that's the annoying thing, isn't it? What, when that happens. Yeah. It's very and yeah. frustrating as well. Yeah. It, it, even so now, when, like, so it happens where someone go bad. Say so you're doing really good for a little while, and then just like that, it goes wrong again. Yes. Yeah, and it is, it is annoying, but um, it's it's like like you say at the start, it's you think it's gonna. Go, I guess we we all think it's gonna go like yes. um, we don't think it's gonna be there forever. Yeah, and I think I didn't understand that because my doctor did tell me it's there's no cure, there's nothing for it, you're gonna live forever. And it was like all piled up in one, you know, it was going so fast. And it was like, what do you mean we're gonna have this forever? Like, what do you mean? Like, and I didn't understand until I started like getting older and progressing with the disease as well. So, yeah. Yeah, and but that's the really interesting thing um like it is interesting because Crohn's is impacts everyone differently mm-hmm. yes, but it does. but like you have a, a stone bag um like you said um and you see loads of people like have them like we've got Crohn's um and you think you think um that's another interesting thing because like not everyone does it's it's it like everyone will have their own way to so say if, if you take a certain medication like i i i know i i i had a reaction to a medication and i i know someone who's still on it for like eight or so years so it's crazy how this all this works <laughs> yeah that's so true yeah and uh when they say that to me i think to myself I would, I would like to still be on it but in a way i wouldn't because um that medication I was on, I was I had to go to hospital for it, and the one I take now I don't. I can just do it at home. <laughs> yeah, and what's um I like how you said that because not everyone's different, and 
everyone with Crohn's disease is different. Everyone, even with living now with an ostomy bag, they live different lives than me. Like they can eat certain things. They can go on treatment and strive to success with that. Like they, it's successful for them. And I had to learn what works for me as a Crohn's patient. And now what works for me um, as a returning ostomate and like learning like what works for my body and just like writing it down. Like if I tried this and if that doesn't work and just continue, you know, experimenting, which is not the word I want to use, but it's kind of like you're experimenting your body because it's reacting and doing and sometimes something works today and I will try it again in a few months and it doesn't even work again. And it's just like, it gets frustrating as well. Yeah. It, it, it is really frustrating that things don't work out and like we have to deal with it because like no one else is going to deal with it for us. Um, it'd be nice. Maybe <laughs> That's, if, if, if someone could take someone away for a little while. Um, yeah. But we we have to deal with it. We have to deal with the pain it causes us. Um, like like we can be quiet about it. We can be angry, cry perhaps. Um, but it's still not going to do anything. Like yeah. uh, like say we have uh, um pain in our stomach. Maybe for for instance, we put our hand on it. Uh, probably a lot of us do. Um, when we have pain in our on our stomach, even though it's not going to help not gonna help <laughs> uh be nice though if it did <laughs> yes um but yeah um it's very interesting crimes and mm-hmm. how everyone's different um because it would be easier we all have the same um yeah, if it, be, right. it would be easier because there's, there's so much now about crimes yeah. um i feel like if if everyone had the same, you know, symptoms and things, I feel like we could have at least um, reach a certain point in time where we got cures or something, you know, something out there to see like what caused the disease and what they're doing to formulate a way to make everyone heal or like, you know, but yeah, yeah. yeah. It would be nice, um, but there, there, there are very common ones that I guess most people can impact. Say, say maybe fatigue, for example. A lot of people experience that. Yeah, uh, I do a lot. Yeah, um, I, I do too. Yeah. Yes, I feel like that's a big one, and like with experiencing fatigue, it can be like. You need to, like, for example, like I'm in school and I am from a cultural background where rest is not like, you know, sleeping is like no deal. Like you have to keep going. And where I struggle in a point where I push myself, but I'm so like tired and I can't, I can't help myself but rest because I probably will like up all day and. I'm just tired throughout the day and I'm still navigating fatigue because it's something that I never like experienced before when I had got my diagnosis, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's very different, isn't it? Fatigue before. Yes. It is very different because um, everyone gets fatigue if you have Crohn's or not. 
Um, yeah. But I, I completely agree because I, I, I remember what it was like before. Um, the very, there's not, it's hard because um, not everyone is, is like that. Some people are, are diagnosed really young or they're, they're, that's all they've ever known. Um, but if you can actually, you can tell the difference. So say we're going to do sport, say we're going to do really hard at sport, you'd get tired, but, yes. not, but not the length maybe we get tired now. To so say we did that now, even a walk, to so say we had a walk for the day, uh, maybe an hour, um, you're, you're really tired when you get back home. Yes. Um, sleep tired. Yes. Um, but and the, on the other hand, like today, like we are now, once we finish this, this podcast, we might be so tired because that, that even puts a lot of energy out of us just talking and, uh, okay. yeah, just sitting down and just, <laughs> just, just stuff like that. So people may not think that makes you tired, but it does. Mm. Um, yeah, fatigue. I didn't experience fatigue until I started going to school with Crohn's and it's, it's not easy, but handily. It isn't. It is hard. Um, if you have the right support system at school and they, yeah. un- they understand it, uh, we'll try to at least understand it. Yeah. <laughs> um, because um, you'll hear a lot. I I I, I like that from people. You you may be at school who will say um I get it and I understand um stuff like that which uh in your head might annoy you when when they say that because unless they because now you'll hear more well i hear more so say i go into a place um say um i need a toilet and i would never i I would never say i have crimes because i want to see what they're going to say are they are they going to let me go toilet if i didn't have crimes um and that normally what they'll say is but because you know when you go into places they that if they have food or it's a restaurant that they, they always say that you have to buy something um, yeah. And then you... yeah you buy something if you buy something now there you go to the toilet so if you just walk in um because in my town i always look there's a place called burger king um and on the window, it says on the window, it says only you can only use toilets if you are eating. It actually says that on the window. Um, I should take a picture really of that next yeah. time I'm in town. Um, I, I should I, I, I never have, but I've just walked past it. But it literally says you can only use customer toilets if you are eating in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's the thing I think is wrong. Um about i guess society because you say what if you really need to go to the toilet and you can't eat you might want to eat after you nothing stopping you you might want yes yeah but you might be nowhere else to go yeah there are certain places in the state of florida in like major cities that have that and like when I hear stories like that, um, because it, it it makes me like sad. But then when I look in the flip side, because there's people who, because there's like a lot of case, like other scenarios that I've dealt with, with like, you know, bathrooms and 
access and stuff like that but having no bathroom access when I look at it like that I understand why they do that because you know people abuse that power for us sadly and and it's so sad but like it's like we need to use the rest you know it's like but I can see it both ways but it just breaks my heart to know that you're you're paying the price of someone who abused that power for you to get that yeah yeah there are people out there will just use the toilet um like if if they use a certain toilet and like you say they abuse it and that's why it's like that now it probably wouldn't have been if people just be respectful um um, but that's why this happens um and you shouldn't have to sneak in and use the toilet or if they say no oh wait oh i've got I have a, a card called the Just Can't Wait card, so I'll use that, and hopefully they'll, they'll let me use the toilet. Um, but I guess you, when you have crowds, you have to go on to them um, and say certain things that maybe, maybe if something like, if you don't go, I might you might have to clean something off the floor. And it shouldn't go to those limps, but um, it may cause that because it's all about being respectful, but if you definitely it's, it's like in school isn't it for example um say you need a toilet um maybe the lesson's just started you didn't get you didn't go in break but now you need one um yes. and you say you need a toilet and teachers like why you, you had all the break time to to go to yeah. the toilet and you didn't go why and then um there been there may be a few reasons one yeah. maybe the toilets were people were in them, like that it happens. People were in them, and you're you're waiting for ages. And another reason is that you, you might not like it busy. You you might not want to wait. And another reason you might not needed one then. So, um, but like we say, we go back to using the powers. A lot of people would just go in there to mess around, so they miss lessons. But there are people that literally do actually need that toilet. Yeah, I actually have several experiences where I got denied bathroom access in school and I got like like where I needed to use the bathroom and professors didn't want to give me a test or didn't want to give me like notes on what they talked about and having experienced that in the school system is really frustrating because they're like oh we need a doctor's note or we need this just to use the bathroom. And it's so frustrating because when I was in school, I would always, you know, have accidents because I didn't, I would really need to use it, but they're, you know, talking back and forth, back and forth. And by that time I could have been using the bathroom and it's kind of like sad to know that it still goes around, but I I experienced bathroom, like not having access in schools particularly yeah it's, it's really annoying um yes. it is and one thing that i think i don't like is that when you i say you go to the toilet in school and lesson started and in your mind you're thinking i've got to hurry up like lesson started um i'm go- if i miss all this i'm gonna stay or I'm gonna, i have to do it in my own time which you don't really want to do so you're kind of on your own time limit 
in school when you go to the toilet. Um, because either way, say if you go during break, you're missing some of your breaks, so you, you want to hurry up. But as yeah. we know, with Chrome's, that's not the case. Right? You could yeah. be ages in there. You could be ages in there, and then, yeah. <laughs> and then they'll come. Um, I remember the time I was on holiday, and I asked to use the toilet and, in this restaurant, and the lady was very kind and let me. And I was in there a while, and then she came and said, "Check out, see if I'm all right." And I said, "Yeah, yeah, I'm fine." Um, um, but it's that kind of thing, and that's the annoying thing. It's almost like you're in your own time limit. Yeah, like you with Crohn's, you don't you you like I've learned with Crohn's and with having my ostomy bag, I can't dictate where I like when I do things. They, you know, the disease does. <laughs> In a sense, in a way, it's just like it's not my time. It's you know, yeah. it's time. I'm I'm sure you have I'm sure we would much prefer being in the lesson, um, yeah. regardless if we like it or not. Yeah. Um, like it's 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 not a comforting thing just to sit in the toilet for hours and then um, you you'd rather do anything um than that um, but I don't know if, if like in, in Florida if if you get this. But occasionally, you're over here. We'll we'll spot um the occasional toilets, which are public toilets, um that you have to pay to use them. Um. Mm. So um, and normally it'll be a couple of quid, um, or uh, or something like that. And um, it it was normally when you go on holiday, really, and. I don't know. Do you, do you get that in Florida? Do you, do you where you have to pay to use the toilet? No. Um. In Florida, there are. Um. How should I say this? There are bathrooms that you can use without paying anything, like public ones. Um. I will say they're really good at that, but sometimes it's like, um. What I find struggling, like if you're going on a holiday, like vacation. And like those big touristy places, like right now, I live in Orlando for school. Places like that, like when you go to like Disney World or the big theme parks, and or you go to like those big, you know, touristy areas, the yeah. bathroom lines can be very, very long. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it can be very, very long because people are traveling with their kids and people are just you know it can be very very long and you can be waiting in line for like about an hour or so and it depends on what month of the year you decide to go to these places because like during the summer I actually went to um I amusement park and I was waiting for the bathroom for like 25 minutes or more because a line of families were waiting and it was just you know the line was just so long and um as a person that needs to go you know like empty my bag out it's kind of like you know it's kind of like that's what we're struggling with like if we go into those major cities how long you have to wait to use the bathroom yeah but other than that bathroom access is very um accessible here you can use the bathroom anywhere public parks and stuff like that you can find like long lines of tourism or people like how should i say this um 
taking their families on trips and then those bathrooms get really long yeah yeah, yeah it's it's very annoying isn't it um waiting for the day <laughs> yeah. um yes. but what i would do in that situation um I think there should be badges. I I don't know if they do that at Disneyland. Oh, we don't do that. Is it, don't, don't they do a pass? Like, I don't know for, let's say, immunocompromised people or, or people that have a condition or a disease which can have the opportunity to skip lines and I, have, 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 have first access. So there are bathroom cards, like, you know, the, you can use, but has... For me, those bathroom cards do not work. Like, you know, the the ones that you get from the foundation or, like, any GI, they don't work because they will literally look at me and be like, oh, you're so young. Like, what are you talking about? Or, like, you know, they don't respond. It was, I have to, like, be the bigger person to be like, hey, I really need to go now. Like, they don't really pay attention to the fact oh hey i have a card or i have this badge or i have this thing they don't hmm. respond to that yeah that, that 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 is annoying um because i i always remember this time um because i they changed the it from i think a disabled toilet to an accessible toilet now here in the uk which i think hmm. is better um I guess, but I guess it, in that sense, it it kind of maybe gives away that anyone can use it, but that's not the case. Um, like people may think, oh look, I look like that, and I can walk, and if I think it's better, um, I think it's better, but I think maybe they should add a few more pictures on there just to. Yes, uh, um, I agree. I agree one hundred percent because there are times when I use those bathrooms. Uh, I'm a little hesitant of using those bathrooms now, but when I use it and I come out, I get like really bad like stares and like, oh, you're not supposed to use it. Like, you you know, and it's kind of like, well, I have to like say, oh, no, I have like this or that and I have to disclose myself when I shouldn't have to. But I agree. I feel like um, there's representation that needed that are needed. Or a sign that says all disabilities are not like visible, or you know, something to advocate towards like certain yeah. people don't fit those pictures that are being plastered in bathroom stalls. And it's kind of like that way people get more educated as well, because now a lot of people know about Crohn's disease, and it's like. Yeah get those stairs like you're not supposed to be using that bathroom yeah yeah i, I completely agree in you do actually see that on some not all um the disabilities are like seeable um so you'll have not i think now you have like they say they call it the accessible toilet then you have a person in a wheelchair and i think you have a person not in a wheelchair um and then you're, you're i think i think that's it i think um but i still think that's not um even if, even if it might say not everything is you can't see it even so that's not going to mean anything to people um it, it might it's better than it was I'll, I'll tell you that but i think like 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 with um Sturmerberg, um because a lot of people now have them like i think anyone will know what it is but i don't think they should have it on the toilet um i've got a better idea there should be let's say Stoma bag stations, like you say, 
you have a stoma bath station, so instead of a toilet, which it has a toilet in, we just call it a station. I think it sounds better. <laughs> um, and then say you can go in there, um, and it won't be as bad. It, it, you get there easy because I, I understand how annoying it is to wait, um, and you don't want to have an accident, um, where everyone else could see. So, um, maybe that should be a thing. Stomach stations. I, I like the idea of having a stomach bag station because um I was actually having a conversation with somebody, like telling them about my stomach bag and why I have it to just you know spread a little advocacy here and there. Um, she literally described having a stomach like having a baby, you know, a child yeah. or an infant, and I was like, we have infant stations, but I like the idea of having a stomach station because. Yeah. That way, that access is not, like, not denied for people like me, you know? Yeah, we have baby changing. Yes. Or then there'd be stoma changing. Yes. I think that would that, be good. Yeah, I think that would be good, too. However, like, I feel like before we start that, we need to, like, because there's a lot of people that don't even know what it is, even people in the medical system like that are working in the medical field that don't know what it is. And I'm just like, having that will be good. Yeah. Yeah. It, it would. And I think even though people don't know what it is, say you just put a few out there, people may understand yeah. it. So yeah. that may get people know what it is more and do their research yes yeah. i like yes um because it's it's like anything it's all well and good that we all talk about it but if there's nothing happening um yeah. I, I, we might have to start a pension might we <laughs> yes. Um, yes i like that that idea is great yeah get a, a stoma station in place um but yeah that is um because uh, i've had loads of people on here it's been like stomas and like i just think like you're going in the the toilets like let's say like almost like a baby changing room yeah. with it in there you have the baby changing room on, on the side and then you've got the, the toilet which i prefer those toilets anyway um even before i had crimes like i wouldn't like going to the toilet with other people in the toilet yes um because i just thought it was weird uh like you're going in there like a pile of strangers going mm -hmm. to toilet at the same time and um i kind of feel it's more weirder i'd say it's more weirder for it's weird for females and males but mm -hmm. on a male sense you're all like you know that you got the pubical and you're weighing at the same time. It's 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 quite it's quite weird, because <laughs> um, I know like you know with the females you have your own little toilet. I know you have yeah. that in the males too, which that is an option. But if they're all gone, you have no choice. <laughs> um, to I see, I see, I see. <laughs> it's just I I just find it really weird. And when I'm in there, if I use the pubicals, I'm I just I try to go as fast as I can. Um, because I don't want to just stand there, and it's, it, so which is why I would prefer like ones that like you can shut you know, on your own yeah. with no one there. Yes. 
Um, that would be insanely awkward if they need to have more of those in the male bathrooms. Yeah, yeah. Um, they definitely do. Um, uh, because it's I, yeah. Um, or just have one toilet. Um, one, just one toilet. You know, like the accessible toilet. If they just yeah. make more of them, because it's all, there's always normally one of them, isn't there? If you go to a place, it's only one of those toilets that you can go into. Maybe make yes, more of them. There's always one, and it's like that, the biggest one, and then all the other ones are so like tiny, and you would wait for it. But I get so conflicted of if I should use it, if I don't use it, because. I always get those stares when I come out of that stall. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's annoying when you get the stares. I think I remember once I got stared by someone who's in a wheelchair um, while I was in there. And um, I think I was like, um, not everything, it's like you can't see. Like, I've got Crohn's. Like, you don't, you probably, pro- probably don't know what that is, but. Uh, not everything I being a wheelchair is probably not good but still like there's still um other things out there where people can can walk and they still have uh, a reason to use it okay. I agree yeah um but yeah pension to um for stoma um stations mm-hmm. uh, I think we should call the episode that stoma stations <laughs> uh, um but yeah, I think I think that's a good idea. Um, that's a good I, idea too. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I remember you said that you was born without an anus. Yeah. Um, Hello. Oh, we're back. I think we just yeah. froze. I think we just froze. <laughs> um, I thought we were talking about time earlier, so maybe something's happened <laughs> with time. Um, but but yeah. So I remember earlier that you said that you you wasn't born without an anus. That um, yes. that's very interesting because um, it, that, that must be really rare. I, I would have thought um, to not be born without an anus. Yes, it is very rare. Um. It was it was kind of like when I heard about it, like when I heard like my dad, like because, you know, when you're young, you don't understand. But like my dad is like telling me everything and just like I was just like, there's no way. But there is a way like I was like, because I don't really meet people like that. And I was like, I couldn't believe him until I went to get my colonoscopy, you know, how you know. Yeah. And they told me that I couldn't do it. So I had to do something an alternative because they I didn't have the entry for all of the, the colonoscopy. So it kind of was like, oh, and then when they made then they told me that I made the connection because of what my dad told me, I wasn't born with it. Yeah. Yeah. So is that still the case now? Um or do you is that why you had the you've had the stoma this whole time? um from uh, from then 
I had, well, I was able to get an opening when I was younger to get reversed and they formed an opening for me. But um, last year I had my ileostomy surgery, which is permanent and they're able to shut it back up again. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that. So most of your life, so so most of your life, you've known for just having the bag, um, to go yeah. to the toilet. Yes. Yeah. Do you, is there ever days that you would not want that? Like, but um, I know. It, do you think it helps? Like having that? Is it? Has it helped you? Um... Uh, before I was kind of like upset of having it because I was so young like I still like you know I'm like entering like adulthood and I'm having it I just felt like it was for old people yeah. you know like old I had just like older people have this like why do I have to get it again and I got so upset but um since I've had it for a year and like seven months now I kind of feel like, like I got my life back in a sort of sense, um, I I still battle with the like, why do I have it? Like it's unfair. Like you know, have that moment. But I feel like now it's like I I won't say I enjoy having it, but I feel like I'm able to do things even before, like to do things I wasn't able to do before. In this sort of sense, like I have a sense of like freedom. Freedom. Like, I feel like, like I have like less pain and I'm having less hospital visits and you know it's kind of like I I have sort of a sense where I'm able to devote my time and something else other than worrying about uh should I go to the emergency room or something like that yeah yeah, yeah that that is good though if it keeps you if it keeps you out of um to going in for doctors and uh, and stuff like that um that's a good thing um yes do you um do you know anyone else that is similar to you like in that in your experience like with like like who hasn't born with with an anus or uh, uh, do you know I haven't, met any, I haven't met anybody else that is born without one hmm. and if i do it's either like parents that reach out to me and they have children that have one yeah and their children are just being born and they're just like oh my god my daughter too and then I'm just like that's so cool but I haven't met anybody else that can like you know yeah my age or you know around yeah. the aspect it's always parents reaching out to me that have younger ones infants babies that just have it yeah hmm do you do you know what the cause was because of, of what happened or do, do you not know um i my based on like stories that i hear from my dad i, I don't really know like the medical terminology for it hmm. but he said there was it's it's a terminology i don't yeah remember yes yeah okay yeah, it's yeah. it's hard to remember. Well, I I, yeah. I I can't remember stuff when I was a baby. <laughs> um, yeah. but um, but yeah, it's. I guess that makes you special, though. You you're special yeah. because you're. 
it is rare, is it? Like it's rare. I think no, because like growing up, because I have siblings, but they they're way older than me. They can be my parents, and I always like was kind of like thinking maybe it's because my parents had me at a very old age. That's why I have I that's why I had all these complications because you know when you read about like stories or like people who have children and at an old age they can have like birth defects or complications and I always thought oh maybe that's why but now when I hear like see people like that are younger that have children that are reaching out to me I'm like maybe there's something else I don't know Hmm. yeah maybe if you have all these children all these parents reaching out to you you might be able to form a group of happy people you can find and maybe you can have a research team or something um like um i could i i could help with that actually because um i'm part of this organization i actually had a meeting before i had this one with you and what they are what they asked me was is is there because there's a research team we want to find out about different things so a few things that we said were rare chromosomes um rare, rare um diseases um chronic illness uh to, to research more about them um but i think your story is very interesting because like that is rare that's the rarest of rare yeah. like, that you can find to, yeah like even when i go to the doctor the the doctor is looking at my chart and he's just like oh my gosh like i've yeah. never seen this before like even when i go to like med school i've never witnessed this before and it's kind of kind of interesting yeah yeah so i could bring that idea forward um okay. be nice if, if if you'd like um um about like your story and like getting born without um an anus um and maybe they they can research that and um i could send you some information um from what i got told um and then i I can pass it forward if if you'd like me to yeah i would definitely be interested in that because i i want to know more and i struggled knowing more because we didn't speak English and I feel like if we were able to speak like you know my parents or something don't get me wrong I love them but like I feel like we missed an opportunity of knowing so much because we didn't know yeah. the language and it kept us from knowing something yeah 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 what I'll do is I'll I'll tell you a little bit about what the organization is I can afterwards um and then you can I'll, I'll send you a few stuff um yeah. um because it what it does it, it literally just raises awareness of different things so we have i think we have an autism group we have a mental health group we have i think there's a rare i think rare disease or syndrome group i think there is somewhere down the line there's so many of them there's, there's so many of them but um oh yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll definitely send it to you yeah, send that to me. I'll be definitely interested to yeah. you know, be a be part involved. of that. If, if you want yeah. to be involved. Um, yeah. Because I, I don't think there's 
because it's only based in a small area of England. Um, but I, I will mention it, and I think it'll be nice to have some from overseas that are involved. Yeah. Be a bit different. Yes. It will be a bit different. Mm. Um, but yeah, so we were talking about um, yeah. Anus. <laughs> uh, we were talking about anus. Um, so, with um, let's talk, talk about something else. Let's talk about food. Uh, do you have to eat certain food, um, or or do you eat the same thing, or how how does that go about with your parents? So, um, when I when I got diagnosed, they cut me off a lot of food. Um, um. Because, you know, it can trigger a lot. So I wasn't listening or like to doctors because I'm just like, hey, this is all I eat. This is all my family eat. You know, this is all we cook. And when I got to college, I wasn't able to eat those same food anymore that I was used to. And having fast forwarding, having my ostomy bag, I can't eat a lot of foods. And when I had my ostomy bag, I had a temporary feeding tube, so it was kind of like hard to eat regardless. Mm -hmm. And when I got that removed, it was like, I didn't know where to start with my food journey. I lost a lot of weight because I didn't, I still don't know what to eat. And there's some days I can't eat and I'm still, because there's food that I really like, but I can't eat it. And I can only eat it if I blend it and I don't want it blended. And it's like, I don't. I'm not interested in food anymore. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um. Did you, did you still do the feeding tube now to eat? Or... No, I do not. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um. That that makes sense. So, how do you eat anything now, or do you do you have to eat certain things? Or how how does I, that? Go? I eat food now, but I it's more so like bland food and like snacks or snacks um, i juice a lot like fruits vegetables i have to juice it to eat it because um my doctor said i could eat my colorectal surgeon said i could eat um fruits and vegetables if they're like cook or in a can and i tried it and i was in the hospital for like days to get my stomach uh, you know um to get those things out because it was like it was stuck and it was so much pain. So now I just refrain from eating fruits and vegetables and I um, juice them. Okay. So most foods like that you have, you juice them. Yeah. I make smoothies. I juice them. Um, I eat, um, I intermediate fast um, where I eat, I skip breakfast and I have one big meal a day because that's all I can take in. If I eat too early, I feel nauseous and I throw up. So I tend to refrain from that as well. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that 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 that's quite different. Um, which is good because it's good. To, well, like we said, it's good to be different. Um, yeah. but yeah. Um. I can't have caffeine for me. I, I, like I like you, I lost lot. I lost a lot of weight when I was diagnosed with Crohn's. Um, and yeah, I I can't have that. I can't have spicy food, so I kind of have 
mini food that I can have. Like, yeah, I, I, I like fruit. A uh, fruit, fruit. Um, I like that. I love fruit. Um, like one of my favorites recently is like candy floss grapes. They do. They have some like like the candy floss flavor of grapes. So mm. uh, that's pretty nice. Um, but yeah, I love fruit. Um, probably more than I do vegetables, but I do like vegetables as well. Uh, yeah, I do too. I like. I love. It's it's kind of hard for me because all the food that I'm used to in my culture, I can't even have it anymore. I can't have beans. I can't have like peanuts, nuts, fruits, vegetables. I can't have um things with seeds, like you know those bars, those oat bars, yeah. oatmeal. Yeah, yeah I I, I should be eating those things. So I try to find things that I can eat and just stick to it, even though I don't like it, but I have to eat something. So yeah. it's kind of to eat in a way. I struggle a lot with food. I'm I struggle a lot. There are days that like I feel like I feel like food is like not my first priority and it should be. And yeah, I do struggle with food. Yeah, it's very important food um in life. Um because we have to have breakfast. Well, from the tablets I take, I'll have I have to have breakfast. Um, yes. so I have to have breakfast, dinner, and lunch. I said in the wrong order, haven't I? <laughs> um, but yeah, we have breakfast, lunch, dinner. Um, snacks if you want. Um, but yeah, drink of course we have to drink. Uh, <laughs> uh, I sound like some some like. I don't know if some media person are just saying you've got to drink and eat. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's very important. Um, do you take any medication as well as being on your stomach? Um, I do not take medication at the moment for GI issues. Um, I stopped taking it, I believe, in February of this year. I was on Humira for a very, very long time. Um, in prednisone, um, I had stopped. Humira in February because um, I saw it I don't know with Humira I kind of I kind of stopped at first like taking it before my doctor told me to stop taking it before because I wanted to see why my body was reacting the way it was because after having my ostomy surgery I was losing hair and I was losing so much weight I was losing like my nails and I wanted to know why why was that happening and I kind of stopped taking Humira and I was going the holistic route you know taking like my daily teas and like stuff that are like healthier for my body and I started seeing a little change and then I went to my doctor and told him is there a way that I can stop taking you know these these medication and stop taking like the infusion treatments because I really see there's like an effect in my body and when I stop taking it like now I feel like I feel a lot better and I feel like when I was taking it it really did some effects in me not even physically but mentally as well so currently not taking them um I did tell him if if there is a way, like, 
when if I do feel bad and I need to take it, I will reach out and make an appointment and get started on that. But as of right now, I don't take anything. Okay. And you think the Himera was the cause of like losing hair loss and stuff like that? Um, I think it wasn't Himera. I think it was um when I was going to take um because I was on steroids for, you know, to feel better because I was like not having any energy and I was take I was on it. I think it was like mixing up with the Humira, you know, injections and that. There's a lot of things going on that I was taking and I feel like that all together. I didn't know which one was doing which. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. So I don't think Humira was the cause of that. Okay. Um yeah, yeah cuz I I um my first infusion I was on was infliximab and I had a reaction to that after a year. So, um I was advised to go on Humira first, but because this was my first infusion or like really dampening injection, I wanted to mm-hmm. have it in hospital, which was a good choice because COVID happened and then I, I was put on Humira afterwards, um, just before COVID hit. Um, so I've been on Humira ever since. Um, mm-hmm. I also take azathioprine and vitamin D, vitamin D for fatigue uh, and B12. Yeah. Um, so I t- I take all that and like with Hamira I think it runs out next year that the the kind of yearly thing I'm on now, so in a in a few months or yeah a few weeks few months I'm seeing my consultant so hopefully he can say that I don't have to take it anymore I can just go mm-hmm. off the Hamira, um I do really want to go off azathioprine of because that really damages my immune system, um and that's the annoying thing like that's the annoying thing about Crohn's. It's like being all these medications really dampens the immune system. So you have to be really careful all the time. Um, yes. Yeah, you have to be really careful. And the, the, the daily thing of me saying, I mean, I compromise, can't do handshake, can't do that. Um, and you'll get different responses. You'll get people who get offended. Like I say, why can't I shake your hand? Or you'll, you'll actually get reasonable people that will understand in a way that you don't like that. Um, yes. I, I'll just be like, I'll elbow you. Let's do an elbow. It's better. Yes, yes. I, I kind of dabble with that when I meet people and I don't shake their hands or don't give them hugs and they kind of feel a certain way. But I have a reason for me not to be doing these type of greetings with other people. And it's, it's a medical reason, but some people don't understand that. So I understand. Yeah. I get yeah. that. Yeah, because I always think about this. So mm. think about the taps in the toilets. Think about how yeah. many people have touched them. Um, yes. Also think about how many people are going to touch that doorknob when you go out the toilet. Mm. I'm yes. always, I always carry like uh, a wet wipe or a t- or, or something. Yes, so I, do I, I do. Yeah, I, I carry yeah. that with me, um, and I will open the door, and. I'll show it. I'll put it in the bin. Sometimes I'll just chuck it in the toilet somewhere. Um, just if there's no bin, because I don't want to hold that anymore. It's got all that dirt on it. Um, yeah. That's one aspect. Another aspect I is don't... the escalators as well. Hold them. Yes. That's uh. I I don't know. I feel like when I got like, I want to say sick, but like you know when I wasn't well. 
I can't I became more of a germophobic person because I feel like when you're autoimmune you take in so much and your body can't handle it and then you just feel worse so I I I be, I was careful around certain things I like wanted this to be clean this way and I would always routinely clean my room my car or everywhere I've been so I don't get sick because when I get sick like versus other people when they catch a common cold they feel better like in two days because they're able to you know their body is able to like bounce back whereas me I will be in bed for like months and it's it's a little bit challenging to tell loved ones and family and friends like about it and they get super super like defensive of why I don't give them a hug or a handshake or yeah I'll give them a handshake say if I'm wearing a glove um that's the rare occasion I would give someone a handshake so I know mm-hmm. I'm gonna take it off, not gonna touch my nose, nose, eyes, mouth, and in my face. So that's yeah. the only way I would, but I wouldn't want to do that either. <laughs> Have to wash it and go home. <laughs> um, but another thing is what people don't realize. Um, it's crazy to think about it. This is why we got into a pandemic. This is why COVID's still there, still there now. I think there's a yeah. wave. In, there's a wave currently in the UK going on. Um, but this is another thing. You eat. Let's say you eat a burger. Um, for instance, you do not wash your hands. People do this. There's people out there who do this. They won't wash their hands. Yeah. Like let's say that the burger has been served to you. Uh, you go you go into a restaurant. You don't wash your hands um, at all. You haven't washed your hands before you're eating it. So you, you've touched the sauce, ketchup, which what everyone else has touched. Um, you've you touched it. You eat your yeah. burger. You you're licking your fingers. When you've eaten it, just so you can get all the grease off, get all the ketchup off, and then, yeah, and then you'll wipe it with with a cloth or something, and then people won't realize how much germs they've just had, and then we wonder why yeah. people get ill. Yeah, uh, yeah, there's is there's based on my interactions with people, there are people who are not like you know sanitary, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I go with friends sometimes, and I, I observe. I don't say anything. I I, I don't. I, I I just I just watch them, and say if we go out for something to eat, I'll just I'll just look if are they gonna wash their hands. Yes. Are, are they gonna wash their hands before they're eating that and touch the door to get in? Your hands filthy. Um, like what I do, I I I'll either push it with my foot. Um, or ask my friends to do it if they because it doesn't it doesn't seem like they're as bothered, which is under you would get because they're not maybe in a situation that you are. But still, even if I didn't have Crohn's, I'd still be wary of all that. Really, yeah, I feel like um, not as bad maybe. Yeah, I feel like when I got diagnosed with Crohn's, my parents were the ones that were doing that and I didn't get it until I got older and I was just like I have to like make sure my hands are washed same like that yeah, yeah. Day. and yeah. yeah same I was that was the same with my parents actually <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. They're like, make sure this, make sure you wash your hands. And I'm just like, I already did. They're like, wash them again. I didn't understand yeah. until. Yeah. Like, the day- like on okay. my, yeah. on my um PlayStation. Say if I had friends round, I'd get to put gloves on, um, just so they because unless they, if they left, they wash their hands when they get here. I would do that. I'll just tell them put gloves on. Um, <laughs> and if they, well, I got to put gloves on well, because I don't know where your hands have been. Like, um, yeah. if they understand, um, that's okay. But, but yeah, I just can't believe it with germs. Um, I, I, I would say there's, there's nothing bad about being really keen on it because it's important. It's, it's really important, germs. Yeah, and it's important to be careful. So it's yeah. never it never hurts to be careful and be watchful of what you're doing, just to protect you. Because I've learned that you there's no other person that's gonna protect or like keep you healthy other than yourself. So that's very yeah. I I completely agree. Um. So last couple of things. Um. Patricia, because uh, we speak for so long and we we talk about so much and we could speak about yeah. ages. We could speak for ages. Um, <laughs> do you have? What are your hobbies? What do you like to do in like your spare time? Um, in my spare time, I really like to um listen to music. I like reading. I really like to um go outside, take a walk. You know, I like rollerblading. Um. I really um lately I've been enjoying like painting, coloring, all that arts and crafts stuff. I don't know something about it. It just brings me back to before I got diagnosed and all the things I got before I had my ostomy that I was able to do, and now I'm getting back into it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's some really good hobbies there. Like um, music. I love music as well. If I'm out for a walk, I love walking. I'll try. I'll try at least to do ten thousand steps a day. So I'll go out for a walk every day. Yeah, um, that's good. Um, I never used to do that before Crohn's, for example. I just go on FIFA or, or go on the PlayStation, um, <laughs> because I'd be out all day anyway at school. Um, but now I don't go to school, so I, 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 I just, I, I like walking. I like listening to music. I like getting lost. <laughs> I do like getting yeah. lost. It's fun. It's fun when you get lost. Yes. yes. Um. But it's an excuse to stay out a bit longer. Um, but yeah, uh, ro- ro- rollerblading that you said, um, yeah. is that 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 must be you have to practice that a lot because I remember I yeah. did it once. I fell over straight away. <laughs> <laughs> so I got into rollerblading before I got my ostomy bag, and I was so bad at it. My friend had invited me to a rink. And I haven't been in ages since I was a kid. And I was so bad at it. And the next, that day, my dad and I went through, like, a thrift store that they had it. And I bought it. And it was so bad, like, the one I bought. But I ended up buying a new pair with the money I had saved up. And I loved it so much. And when I got my ostomy bag, I was like, oh, my God, it's going to, like, you know, hurt. I won't be able to do it anymore. And turns out I was wrong. I'm able to steal rollerblade. And it's so fun. It's a great way to get outside, exercise. And it's really like 
calming, you know? I don't know how to explain it. Just feeling, because I have, um, I'm neurodivergent. So certain, like, touches and stuff kind of, like, bothers me. But, like, with rollerblading, I really like how it feels, if that makes sense. It calms yeah. me down. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that that that's very interesting um yeah because i'm I'm neurodivergent as well of course um um i i i like certain things like i I like um like for example i I just fiddle with things like if if i'll like i bought a bunch of like these sensory things um and i I just play with them i have this one yeah, yeah, I, I bought a big one. I, I like it was my birthday recently, so I I bought a big like well, I didn't buy it, of course, but I got bought it because I took all the holes out. Um, these were all oh, these have yeah. all the holes in, and I just fit it with it, and I just put it, and they've all gone. Um, yeah, I got this tiny one to keep in my hands in my bag. Yeah, that's a nice one. A nice kind yeah. of. I got a really big one, um, but it's. It's it's good. Like um, you're you're actually fine. A lot of people that have Crohn's or IBD, just or chronic illness, do have something else as well, like neurodiversion, autism, stuff like yeah. that. Um, I didn't um, I didn't know I had it. Like it was during COVID. I had went to see a psychologist, like a therapist, and she was talking about it a little bit. And recently this year, I went to see a psychiatrist and she told me that um, I have ADHD and I was really shocked about the diagnosis because I didn't know anybody in my family that had it, you know, I was like, except for like, well, I have a family member, but they're like, not like, they're like half blood and they're half like, you know, from my brother's side of his kids so I didn't really know if that was like you know my side or which you know kind of confused but now I kind of see like where certain things lie when she was talking to me about certain things even though sometimes I'm a little bit denial about it but I'm working on it yeah yeah it's 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 very interesting because I only know a few people that have auto uh, Crohn's and autism, ADHD is very similar. Um, mm-hmm. Is uh, like a lot of people with autism actually you'll find they have ADHD. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. You autism's very hard to get diagnosed with. Yes. Any anything is really. Um, yeah. As, as we know with Crohn's, but um, you might. Um, I don't know. If you think you are, you, you might want to try. And see if you have autism as well, uh, as well as ADHD, perhaps, um, potentially. Yeah, I have to look into it. Um, I'm so glad, like, my family and my best friend pushed me to get the diagnosis because they were like, oh, you need to see, you know, it doesn't hurt, just see. And yeah. I'm... It's good, though, you have diagnosis of ADHD um because ADHD people have ADHD are cool because they are they they're funny 
Uh, well, funny, but um, it's good. It is. It's nothing to be ashamed of. Um, mm. um, really, but yeah, it's good that you you got a diagnosis and um, is that something that you kind of keep private, like with with like on like social media, or do or do you do you, do you ever speak about that about your education? Um, I, I. I don't really I'm not really open about it because it's kind of like new protestants to me but I do um how should I say this I do like meet around with different people like around my school and stuff like that that have it so it's really nice to connect with them but I really I don't really talk about it as much as I should yeah because yeah I, I really should talk more about it because it does have an effect on all aspects of my life. Yeah, like, it does. Yeah, like struggling yeah. with productivity and doing certain things and sleeping and all that stuff. It does affect. It definitely does. But yeah, yeah thanks for sharing about it though. Um, about talking about it because... It's something I didn't know, um. But yeah, and uh, hopefully you get some more confidence to maybe share, um, yeah, a little bit more, yeah. a little more about it. Um. But lastly, uh, Patricia, um, would you mind just saying like a little maybe if you have any advice maybe around Crohn's from your personal experience, um, to everyone. Um. If. One advice I would give to somebody who has Crohn's, who is new, newly diagnosed, I would say to have a journal. And this journal, you can write the symptoms you're feeling, um, the food that you're eating that makes you feel good or don't make you feel good. And I would even use this journal like wherever you go, whether it's a restaurant, hang out with your friends and you guys decide to go get something to eat or you're cooking at home in different places because that will help you a lot when you go to the doctor and explaining your your symptoms or explaining something to the doctor's office and it will definitely help you navigate your journey with food because it's something that I struggle with till this day and keeping that journal I know what not to order what to order and just keep it in the back of my head it, it could even be on your phone and it doesn't necessarily have to be a journal physical book but and I also will say to keep your safe foods, like top three or top five, like which ones you can eat and which ones you like, because it will make it easier when you go to a restaurant around friends and you just know right away and you know what you can't eat. And it's just, it just is really helpful. And I think that's my advice for newly diagnosed because I feel like food is very health, like something that you need for your body and it's important and I feel like I struggle with food when I got newly diagnosed and I still do and I feel like that will help yeah hopefully mm. your 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 food journey improves with trying to yes. um with it um because yeah. it like we say it's very important and it's very good advice 
um i think um but yeah th thanks for sharing and um thanks for coming on um patricia because it's been really fun yeah thank you for having me i really enjoyed this yeah. and thank you for starting this podcast i remember just going on spotify typing crones and yours was the first one that popped up and i really wish you know like more people like you start a podcast like this because there's definitely a need out there and people are searching for it in different various of platforms yeah and it's very good it's it's very good i'm glad I, it popped up yes um, yeah because um yeah the there are very uh, there are very few i guess podcasts about crying there are a few i've had a spoke to a few people that have had their own podcasts about mm -hmm. it but yeah it's it is important to speak about yeah. it um because there's I, as you probably see i did different series about different things um do the other episode like this um just yeah. talk, just talking about crimes or um like earlier this year i did a i think a series called autistic assemble it was for autism yeah. month i think it were um and just have people with autism and then have a big reunion episode at the end um and then what i've wanted to do a mental health awakening speak about mental health um basically have people maybe not just have crimes maybe have other things um because mm -hmm. good to hear about chronic illness um in general if there's others out there that we we don't even know about um yes there's yeah. um uh, i like to talk about hobbies as well uh which is why i asked you uh because it's always interesting to hear what, what other people's hobbies are um really um and one of mine is um doctor who so that's why sometimes i'll do i'm doing a doctor who series because it's sixth anniversary yes um and i'll do episodes um for that i've done there was a first part of the series i think august and finished early september and then there's going to be another part going out in november so i try to keep busy um and a few doctor who actors actually who appeared on the show are joining for that series um yes so that, that's one of my interests i'd like to talk about but um yeah it's it's nice it's it's, yeah. it's nice um it's doing well with it if, if it's the first one that popped up for you <laughs> yeah. yeah um but to anyone listening to anyone watching um we hope you enjoyed this episode um and as we're as we're recording it's september but for you guys watching and listening it is october um so we hope you have a nice day can't believe it's going to be well for for me and Patricia it's going to be October, uh because I can't believe how fast the years go. Um, yes. Um, but yeah, it's soon be Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks, Patricia, and I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Yes, thank you for having me again. <laughs>